Hey, it's Glenn Duncan here. And Mary Jo Kostake. And we're taking over the podcast this week. With Mardi Gras this weekend, we thought we'd talk to two very important members of our union. On their experiences in our movements. First up is Jim Killen, a delegate from the RFS. I actually just wanted to ask you, because Glenn did say that you got married in New Zealand. I just wanted to ask you about that. So was that pre or post marriage equality here? Uh, we got married in 2013 over in New Zealand. Oh, wow. Um, I mean, we've been together 20 years oh. this year in May. Oh. And I sort of as a, not not really as a joke, but I, every now and then I used to say to David, do you want to get married? And he went, nah. <laughs> and, and at that stage we knew we, we knew we were going to New Zealand and I know that he'd been looking up the websites and I said, do you want to get married when we're in New Zealand? And he went, okay. So it was simple as that. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't a coming out question, it's more, do you remember when you became proud of who you are and maybe David as well so not like when you came out but when you remember we're happy how we are and this is how I'm going to live it was probably upwards of 25 years ago now um, and I can't even remember a moment or anything where I had an epiphany but dad and David well he reckons he's been out and proud since he was about 18 he's now 45 so nice yeah, nice so just always been comfortable then so yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if you know, but this year's Mardi Gras theme is What Matters Most. Um, yep. So that's why we're kind of trying to reflect back on just our own personal experiences as, you know, queer people in society, but also our experiences as a movement and how the union movement as a whole dealt with LGBTI issues. Oh, yeah, I, I suppose really it. it... It has become very much of a celebration. Um, you know, it's cliche to talk about celebrating diversity, but it it is there, and it's it's something that is celebrated these days with Mardi Gras and all their different themes. You look back at the original seventy eighters, and they were really protest. They were really politically driven to try and get, uh, you know, what we probably consider now as some sort of legal right or some rights. Um, some acknowledgement that we exist, which was always their problem. So, yeah, I suppose that's it. It's, a, it's an evolution, um, you know, and that's what Mardi Gras means to me. I think we should have a street party. We're going to close down Oxford Street and have a riot of colour and fun. Jim! What? We're going to have a Mardi Gras. We are have you watched the movie... Riot. It was on the ABC like two years ago. Yes, and if and if you look for one of the drag queens in there, you'll see David. Oh my god! Oh, I didn't know that. In, in, a, in, a, in a green sequin dress. Oh. <laughs> now, now I need to watch it again yes. so we can. Yeah. That's amazing. I mean, did you notice there was this bit in there where one of the protagonists uh, kind of just said he's going to his PSA meeting? Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, how good was that? I 
Laugh so hard. That, that, that was very good. Yeah, I did <laughs> notice that. <laughs> well, that's the thing, right? So um, a lot of the 78ers actually were PSA members, which is awesome because we've always been a very gay union. Um, so... <laughs> well, you know, even even back in those days, it just shows that the, the PSA was around there. But yeah, it's just, again, like thinking about that and thinking about, you know, the pink bands. Are you familiar with them? I'm not actually, no. Well, it's actually shown in the film as well, so if you want to, you know, rewatch it. But um, basically what happened was this student um, was living in one of the student accommodations at Macquarie University. So in 1973, he got kicked out of the student accommodation for being gay. And he went to the student union and they got in touch with the Builders Laborers Federation. And the construction workers actually voted... Um, in favour of strike action, so they downed tools until this kid was reinstated to his housing for being gay. Like, most of the campus wouldn't have been built if they didn't put that kid back in his accommodation. What's it like being a delegate and a person in the workplace as an out person? Do you think it's changed a lot in the last 20 years, or...? I guess it probably has, but, um, you know, it doesn't... To me personally, it hasn't really made much difference. Okay. So you've always um, been supported within your workplace? Yeah, I've never... Ha- I've, I've been wondering if something like this had come up and I've been wondering how I'm going to answer it. I haven't had anything said directly to me. Yeah. But indirectly, there have been comments apparently made from the upper echelon about my lifestyle choices, in inverted commas. So, you know, there's still that that white collar upper northern beaches, how dare you be contrary to what we think Mm. is normal. (laughs) (laughs) Undertones, but yeah, nothing, nothing in my face directly. So yeah, and it makes you wonder. Yeah. Do you feel supported by your colleagues and equals, I guess, as well? Or oh, it... yes. Certainly within, within my own work unit, yeah. Everybody, you know, everybody knows me, who I am and all that sort of thing. Uh, and even outside the work unit, the people that I work with, you know, more regularly, they're fully supportive and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, you know, I haven't, I haven't noticed anybody recently that I haven't dealt with very much sort of jump with you know or jump backwards when I've said oh my husband and that sort of thing so it's it's just common nature to me to say it these days. Awesome so with that all in mind what advice would you give to new workers in the LGBTI community that are entering you know the public service or just the workforce in general? Um, I mean, I, I think it's important just to be yourself. Um, it, it'd be, you know, it'd be nice if we had a secret handshake or that sort of thing, so we could we could identify each other. Um, the the gaydar is not as good as it used to be, um, but you know, it, it's always hard to know. Um, people have just got to be confident in their own selves. I mean, I mean, I've, I've got enough targets on my back, but you, you join the union, and that's where you get the support.
And now we'll hear from POV Beecher and Nicole Jess. What are you actually doing this Saturday, oh. Nicole? I'm attending the Mardi Gras and I'm going to be walking in uh, the Union's float. Yes. And it's my first Mardi Gras that I've ever walked in, so I'm very excited. Did you just not want to go before, or...? No, it's the worker? unfortunate thing of shift working. Mm. Yeah. And you're going to be marching with some superstars like myself and Glenn, yeah. so... Yeah. <laughs> Lucky you! <laughs> Thinking about Mardi Gras still, um, it has a lot of meanings and a lot of value sentimentally for people in a lot of different ways. So what does Mardi Gras mean to you? Um, I think it's just, to to me, to be honest, it's not something that I've really... I've always been okay with my sexuality and I've always had support. So it's very different to what some people have, but I think, it's a, I think Mardi Gras is about people feeling supported by their communities um, and not just in the Sydney area but in the country areas and making real change about the fact that we are all equal and we should be accepted no matter what. Within, well, so let's just say in prisons in general, do they do anything for Mardi Gras month or maybe Pride month in general? Yeah, they do a few things Pride month. Corrective Services has really stepped up in that area. Yeah. Um, they, they have a group in the whole Justice Department um, and they meet quite regularly. They have fundraisers and stuff to support it. They have a stall at Mardi Gras for um, the Justice Department. Um, I think in our profession, it's, a, it's extremely hard for males to come out because we're such a it's such a paramilitary organisation. Um, I still think there's that um, that discrimination or the ability for for males not to be able to come out and say that they're gay. But what I've noticed over the last couple of years and since this Justice Department, and since the Justice Department has started to become heavily involved and we get emails quite regularly from um, Justice Pride, which is all, all, you know, with gay involvement and um, lesbian, gays, transgenders, all of that. Like, it's becoming really, really easy. And I'm finding men are, 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 are able to talk about it a lot more. And just it's just accepted. advice would you give to new LGBTI workers maybe coming not necessarily just into the prison but just the public service as a whole? I just think the best thing that you can do is just be yourself because what I found is the more that you're just yourself and you just talk about you don't have to push it down people's throats but the more you just talk about yourself and your life people realize that your lifestyle is just the same as theirs mm-hmm. it's nothing different you know what I find really funny is that like, I don't feel like I have to tell people that I'm gay. Mm. Um, like I, I think it shouldn't be something that defines me. Mm. Um, it, it, what I do and how I treat people and, you know, the respect that I give people defines me. Not yeah. my sexuality. My sex, like my sexuality, and that's the way everybody should be. We should be inclusive, respective, and, you know, and just be nice to people. This is a weekly podcast and you can subscribe to the PSA CPSU podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jim Minns. Thanks again and you'll hear from us next week. Uh, uh, uh.